Comic Corner is brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. The show will begin after these brief messages. We need a wizard. This week's episode of Comic Corner. I'm your host, Marcus. And I'm Mason. And I'm Becca. In this week's episode, we're, we're uh, bringing back Harry Potter for the second time. And that's because Mason's finally watched all the movies. Yay. <laughs> now, I may be joking or maybe not, but we might have to do a third one after I reread the books and Mason actually reads the books. Yes. That will be uh, hopefully here momentarily. I mean, it's going to take me. A few months. <laughs> I mean, are you that slow of a reader? Well, no, it's not that I'm not allowed on the plate right now. With with pure dedication, I yeah. read the, all the books in two weeks. For the first time. Nice. I actually, I'm, actually, I can't say I'm starting a book that's about wizards because I'm not into, like, I did the prologue. I haven't started the actual book. Yeah. Um, but yes, so, back at Harry Potter. So, Mason, after watching all of the movies, what do you think? Okay, so honestly, I kind of thought the movie should kind of... Okay, just the whole thing. It's very quirky. Very. How? How? I don't know. Just some of the things. Like the names are very... The names of certain... Oh my god. The names of certain things and the way that... Like spells or like places? Like Hufflepuff is one of my first one. I was like, oh, okay. Like Gryffindor is something. Oh, yeah. Gryffindor, Slytherin. And then you also have... um, well, okay, so you do know that they're based on the it's just yes. the last names, right? Yes, yes, and yeah, but at the beginning I didn't know that at the beginning, mm-hmm. so I don't know. And they also have a lot of other um, I don't know. It's just very quirky. I think mm. just the whole series. I I, I I always uh, I do enjoy the joke uh, to some extent of Huffle Puff. Oh, my God. oh, we all know that they would be the ones doing it. Oh. 100%. Well, I mean, so you you wouldn't see it in the, you wouldn't see it in the movies, yeah. but in the books it explicitly states that their common room is next to the kitchen. That's, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's um that's nice. And uh, okay, so and to make it uh, more uh, to make it more clear, their their head of house, their teacher, that's their like, sponsor. Is the herbology teacher? Okay, What's her I name? I am. Thank you. Oh wow! Isn't that really coincidental? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if it goes in like a long uh, heritage, I guess it would make sense that she got her name. Honestly. So yeah, that, that, yeah, that is that. So it, it, it's a fun joke. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know. The whole thing is fun. Like honestly, it's. Hmm. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, I know the whole thing is magic based and everything. I don't know. I mean, and I kind of like to see the growth that they went through, especially with it. Like, they slowly, in each movie, like, I'm pretty sure when you, when these movies were first coming out, they was kind of like, oh my god, like, they were, um, no, okay, like, actually, the uh, growth. Like, it seems slower, but, like, you know, it kind of seems faster with me. Mm-hmm. So, were the movies based on, pres- like, the time period present day at the time of their, like, release? No, uh, it's all based off of, like, when, uh, according to the book. So, the books were um, kind of released around the same time period that the book is based, but the movies are set in the 90s. So, the last movie was made in 98. Well, not made, it was made in 2012, but based in 98. Okay, so... I was trying to think of like a, like a theme and like wardrobe there, because I mean obviously I like wardrobe and such, but I was trying to think, because I, I couldn't remember like the outside aesthetic, I'm like, because you see like the muggles, like the human world, it was like obviously it's like a little like 90s that I got, but then you look at the wizarding world and uh, not so much, but I mean obviously, I, I guess like magic and clothing. Yeah, it's where you can find a lot of uh, like medieval aesthetic to it, I'm guessing, because it's in a castle, and I guess that's what you kind of expect from the whole um, setting and everything. Also, like, all the mythical creatures that they added, like, um... Uh, it's, so, I don't know if you have seen the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I don't know if you've seen those. I have It's a side series of, but that introduces a lot more, uh, like, magical creatures, which is, what you just said, is a lot more your forte. I really love... I really like okay. Dragons are obviously my thing, but I also like Pegasus unicorns mm-hmm. and the way that they explain those. Especially, was it the first or the second movie where they had and like had the unicorn? It was one of those. That's first. The second. Was it first? That's the second. When they get detention. Yeah, and then they go out there with Hagrid. And Draco. Yeah. I don't believe that's. Right. The, in the first movie, they also go into the forbidden oh, no, forest. Oh yeah, because that's. Coral yeah, is that the is first, first one. Yeah. Movie? Okay, so. Yeah, because that yeah. was the third. Okay, yeah. yeah. So when they did that, I was kind of like, oh, this might be interesting. I, I feel very happy too, like, because I'll probably that's the only thing I'll actually be able to like argue correctly. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys just watched this recently. Oh yeah. Well, I we mean, watched so. the second, the first one for a yeah. while. I mean, it was very... But so more fresh in your head than mine. Probably, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really... But yeah, like, that. that's where it kind of really, like, when they sell this, I was kind of, oh, yeah. Then I saw the giant snake in the second one, uh, Chamber of Secrets. And the, the, the Basilisk, the giant yeah. spider. I was so proud I, because when we were watching the last movie today, he... Like recognize the basilisk. I was just like, yeah, the like that's in the second movie. Where I was just like, yeah, I'm so proud. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So yeah, out of all the creatures in these this movie franchise, the one most out of front out of a uh, place, Fang. Fang. Yes. <laughs> Hagrid's dog. I love oh. I, I love Fang, but my God, he is the yeah. most out of place one there. Yeah, he had the what the giant dog. What is it? The fluffy. The giant one they had. Uh, the three-headed dog. The, yeah, the, the, the Cerberus. Yeah, the Cerberus that was guarding the um, that was guarding the doors of the chamber of secrets. Sorcerer's Stone. No. Sorcerer's Stone. Was it? Yeah. Okay. My God. Okay. <laughs> so, the way my mind is thinking about it is, the movies are very like they. So the movie. Okay. The way I understood it is the year. But each movie is based off of one year of school. Yes. Totally. And then the second movies are based off of not really the school year, but they're based off of uh, events that happen like probably within like three to six months or so, uh, probably six. But 
like, so I see all the movies, so all the movies kind of collide together because I'm just like going, they're going to school, they're coming back from school, they're going to school, they're coming back from school, so they kind of collide in there, but I do understand how the timeline goes, so, mm. you know, so I can't be like, oh yeah, so the Philosopher's Stone is going to be the first one, and you have the Chamber of Secrets will be the second one. So the only, the only movies, though, that don't really take place take in the place school year are the last two, mm-hmm. because the first, essentially, like, you know, the first semester was the part one of Deathly Hallows, and the second semester was part two of Deathly Hallows. Yeah, they never they attend their seventh year. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Hermione does go back eventually, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, uh, so, after, obviously, we could have talked about this in the first part, but we didn't. Um, can we take a moment to talk about how shafted Hagrid was in the like? And this is like also take part that the actor of Ruby's Hagrid has sadly, unfortunately, passed. Yeah, that happened only like a week ago, man. Like, yeah. Wasn't, yeah, so sad. Honestly. Yeah, so like, so we'll homage him like how shafted his character got in Harry Potter. What do you mean? Okay, so. Uh, Tom Riddle's year, uh, was it the seventh year there? I don't know, but like, so he falsely accuses Hagrid of releasing the basilisk, petrifying the girl. The fourth or fifth year. Yeah. Um, yeah, falsely accuses Hagrid, and he is expelled from Hogwarts. His wand is broken, and he is left to fend for himself. It's thanks to Dumbledore that he gets the job as a caretaker, unbeknownst to the Ministry of Magic. I'm pretty sure he fixes his wand. But the like even after his name is cleared, like they never gave him like uh, uh, under their like knowledge, he never like his wand was never fixed. He could not practice magic. He was just forced to be a caretaker the whole time. Um, when he was falsely accused of something he did not commit, I mean, granted he loved his life for for the fullest, but he like, he basically got shafted there. Like was just like gave it gave a bad hand, and no one gave him a new one. When that bad head ended up being like someone rigged the deck. Well, that's because they, the ministry uh, swept it up all under the rug. You know, mm. they weren't going to expose that one of the like high people who like worked with the ministry, Malfoy, was working for Voldemort. They weren't going to expose themselves like that. Just you know, as government to government, they're going to do what they're going to do, even in the wizarding world. You know, so um, and I don't think they, if they really did that stuff for Hagrid, they'd be exposing themselves. Well, I mean, they could, I mean, because I don't think Hagrid's going to go around telling people they probably could have done that incompetence and been fine. Yeah. But uh, the theory that's out and about is they were afraid of Hagrid because Hag- Hagrid being half-giant, yeah. um, he already has innate magical abilities. And in the first movie, we see him twice use magic without verbal components, and which is stated in, I believe, in the books or actually even in the movie themselves, that to cast a spell without vocalizing it requires a complete mastery of magic. So basically they're saying that Hagrid was pretty, he's pretty OP when he came to magic. Yeah, had he actually continued his full, year, full like, schooling year, he probably could have, he may have actually still stuck with being like a groundskeeper mm-hmm. or, like, taking care of creatures, because that's where his theme is, his hobbies lie, as we can see with uh, Aragog. But like he could have been a very powerful force against, like or, or, like for the ministry had they like acquitted him and used him wisely. Yeah, but I mean, there's always that potential of turning him turning evil, and I guess that's what they were more afraid of because you know like 
you know, lose another trouble or trophy. Like, oh, too much power, you're obviously going to turn evil or turn against us because, you know, you're going to realize how powerful you are. And especially well, since he was so close with Dumbledore and no one liked him, apparently. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess so. That's kind of racist, honestly, but <laughs> we're not going to go into that. I personally think that well, the whole thing with Hagrid was the fact that, I mean, I love Hagrid with all of my heart. He's not the brightest um, uh, person out there, you know? Um, I don't think that has much, I think that has to do with half giant part, just like we see his half-brother, um, can't Austin, remember his not name. Too bright, no. Uh, no, like, not too bright, all that stuff, but, um... I mean, can, can we still take apart, like, how great his half-brother did in this movie? The one good thing he did? Yeah. Beating the ever looking at the Lord Sunbridge? Yeah, helping him sense Okay, that was the one character that you were like, she was like, oh, yeah, it's sad. It's sad when one character in the later half of the movie series is more hated than the actual villain of the full series. She freaking sucks, I man. I can't with her. Extremely irritated me hmm. with the movie, and I'm mean, throughout that whole movie. Because it's like, I mean, well, a fifth where we like that was the one where we see her mainly, but she does make a reoccurring. Frustrating appearances and somehow. I don't know. I'm still wondering. So yeah, it was the fifth one. It's like when she came in the sixth one, I was kinda like, Where the heck did she go? Did she get like taken all by all those centaurs or something like that? Or was it centaurs? I believe um the ministry like talked to the centaurs and to get her back. Okay. Um because technically the centaurs were doing it legally despite the fact she attacked, but yeah. It's how, I think it goes more into details in the book, but I haven't read the book and I haven't read it in several years, so. Yeah. I mean, granted, like, though it is technically in like like the area of their jurisdiction and such like that, like, nobody technically touches the Forbidden Forest, like so, like, do they really have control of anything that happens in there? I don't know. I mean, that's honestly something. I don't know. I mean, it depends. I don't know. Then it also comes to the thing. Actually, like, do, uh, the country, do the countries actually have jurisdiction over the areas that, like, Hogwarts, you know, because, I mean, I know they own it, but then still the country. Well, I mean, how many times were, like, Hagrid, Dumbledore taken away because of the ministry? Like, they have control over it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, fun fact, if I'm. Okay, so I may be remembering this incorrectly, so I'm going to voice this now, but I vividly I, I remember this from the books. co-host Joe and I sit down and talk about some really crazy true crime cases. We are not expert investigators, just true crime listeners like you. So join us every Tuesday at 8 a.m. on Spotify and on YouTube. You may just help us solve a case. So, the centaur that you meet in the first movie, that Harry talks to and like he like puts him on his way, he actually ends up coming to teach at Hogwarts. Yeah, she, uh, he is the initial replacement. Um, 
move for who, who was it? I believe he comes to teach the Sentinel to Dark Arts um, at some point. Uh, how many Defense Against the Dark Arts teachers were there? Uh, too they went many. Through, they went through, all of them tried to kill Harry at some point. Uh, they went through one every year. Because Quirrell, Lockhart in two, Narcissus, uh, Lupin in three, four would be Barty Crouch Jr. or Madame Moody, Moody as he was the originally supposed to be, or the um, five was Dolores Umbridge, six was Snape, and seven they technically had two. Yeah, the crows. The the, the 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 twins that were Death Eaters. Oh, okay. So they, I don't know, they, that was too many. I know the were, and also the werewolf guy was also pretty cool too. I like how he played, he played like a major role inside of that. Inside of the, inside of the series. And then also, I don't know, can we also talk about like Malfoy's, air quotes, Zuko arc, how he kind of switches over? I mean, it's not too like extreme, and but I, I kind of like seeing that one, especially how he kind of just, kind of switch sides at the end, not too much, but. Uh, well. Yeah, I kind of say, like, yeah, that's the kind of thing, like, I agree there, because he, basically from the whole point up, from, so, up until, like, he was, like, had no involvement, he was really, pretty, like, under the road, just, like, he, it, like, he knew their, his parents were, but he, like, he had no involvement, so, like, he was pretty, like, taken care of, his mother, like, spoiled him, I believe, and then to get involved, I think it was just more, like, the, the, he wanted to do his family proud, but like obviously how he was, he, he was though he was raised poorly, we still had a very sense of like moral compass of some sort. Like he yeah. like had the pride of being a pure blood to like be mean to him, like like Hermione and such like that, but not enough to like want to actually kill people for like a, a cause like that. Um, so yeah. I just fact checked myself. Um, Byrizen, Byrizen, I. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, the centaur. centaur taught divination after Dolores sacked uh, Trelawney. Trelawney, and he did that because Al like Dumbledore asked him to because she still didn't have power to hire people, and mm -hmm. so she he was just like, okay, you're gonna fire her, fine, I'll get someone you hate more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, First of all, damn. I don't know. So, hey, at least I know. At least I know I was right there. That's um. But yeah, so, any other questions or something like that? Uh, I don't know, it was just, it, it was, I don't know, it wasn't really like ups and downs that were kind of like the whole, okay, so it wasn't like emotionally, but, I don't know, it wasn't really ups and downs, like kind of had one single kind of like, oh, what's the word? like a straight track emotionally like you kind of know though there was like, like a lot of emotions here and there like I, nothing was ever really emotionally charged yeah um, in my opinion um, I'd have to agree with you there like the, the most like emotionally charged thing I'd say was like the frustration that Harry felt in Halfway Prince when that whole connection with Voldemort and yeah like he like tried to go to his friends, tried to go to dumb door, nobody's really helping him, stuff like that. And then like Snape Snape being the uh the, uh, well, being the nice guy but the dick at the same time. <laughs> I know we touched on this on the last episode a little bit, but I cannot stand Snape. I don't I don't think it is okay fun what he did uh, at all. Uh fun fact. 
this has nothing to do with Harry Potter at all. But fun fact, um, my brother's wife's daughter's boyfriend, they call him Snape. Why? I have no idea. He looks nothing like Alan Rickman. Maybe that's his last name. I, I never have cared to ask. But yeah, I can't, I can't stand the way that Snape treats Harry just because of the fact that his mom didn't fall in love with him. Like, and that's not Harry's fault. Harry, Harry's just... But he's the product of her, of her not falling in love with him. So he's, he's kind of like... Oh, what was, what was it I saw? Like, in the, in the first episode, not first episode, first movie, like, the first conversation with Harry, Snape asked him a question, and, like, someone is, like, because you, you know fans, and I try to do that on my meetings and stuff like that, it's just, like, uh, asking him, like, how to make what's needed for this, like, potion, and, like, the other I mean is, like, I deeply regret the loss of your mother to him without saying it. I'm, like, that's, like, after seeing the sixth movie, or, like, sixth or seventh movie, um, yeah, okay, I, I can see where, like, that can be an underlying thing, but, I'm like, that's still pretty deep. Yeah, I just don't think, like, I get, you know, he did a good thing at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, it's not like I'm going to say he didn't, but, like, he was still terrible to him, you know? Mm. Your terrible acts, like, your one good deed, the one, the fact that you decided to save him in the future does not change the fact that you were terrible to him. Mm. Anyone can have can lead a... Wait, um, wasn't he the one that technically took the bait, like, took Harry as a baby out of the house at Godric Hollow? No. He, uh, he waited for Dumbledore and Hagrid to get there. Mm. He, he just sat there with Lily's body and, like, cried over her and then left. Yeah, which you see in the last movie. Yeah, but, like, and, and ever since then, like, he just despised Harry. But, like, that's not even, you know, you, you can do a couple good de- deeds here and there, but you're, the overall, like, he was a bad dude. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think anyone can convince me otherwise. I'm also, personally, not the biggest fan of Dumbledore. I, he... He's, What's wrong with Dumbledore? He's not, he's not a terrible dude, but, like, at the same time, like, he... My, he knew a lot. He knew a lot that he probably couldn't share. Yeah. He was literally like, as we mentioned in the first half, like grooming Harry. Yeah, <laughs> he he just he he decided Harry's fate for him. Didn't give him any options. Didn't give him any choices. Okay. And like you know, if Harry knew what he was going to do at the end of the day, like if he was prepared for what his life was gonna what his life was eventually going to turn into, maybe things would have turned out differently. Maybe all of those kids wouldn't have had to die. Maybe there would have been so many less muggle deaths and all that stuff because Harry would have been like, okay, you know, this is what I have to do. So you're basically saying that he, had, he could have mitigated all the casualties and all of the extra, uh, like, damage, collateral damage that yeah, he I, caused because of everything he knew, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, the the, reluct- the the willingness to give information that you know, because information is a vital thing for any type of like strategic planning and such like that. Yeah. Like the failure or the the failure to give out said information or not give out information, like for like your own personal lofty you like go like because ultimately his goal is basically how it ended, but obviously with what information he may or may not have had like towards it that he gave out freely or not as such could have determined a lot of things better like if he like like horcruxes 
he definitely knew there was multiple Horcruxes. He probably could have taken, like, I mean, having a way to destroy them is a different story. I mean, after year two with the Basilisk, like, oh, hey, I have a fang. And, like, obviously he takes care of the ring. Yeah. But, like, and then obviously he knew that the book was one, so there's two. He may have not known that there were seven at the time, but, like, he, he may have knew, like, that was the goal that he... Because he definitely knew about this conversation between Slughorn and Tom Riddle yeah. so many years back. Like, he knew about it. He just wanted Harry to learn for himself, I believe. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, it's the whole, like, you know, mystery of the whole thing. I get... Mm-hmm. Okay, so... I mean, yeah, of course, they did that for entertainment purposes. But obviously, like, but... and, like, he ends up finding the locket. Granted, it took him four years to accomplish finding the locket. Mm-hmm. But it's like, so that's three right there. He easily, like... The cup from Bellatrix Strange's vault, that may have been a problem, but the diadem was still at Hogwarts. He probably, like, and there's no doubt in my mind he knew about the rumor requirement. Mm-hmm. So he, um, he did, because he's the one who uh, essentially told the uh, Harry and Hermione and all of them about and, it. In Order of the Phoenix, yeah. yeah. He gave a hint to it without, like, so he knew about it, so he knew, so he probably realized, like, that's a good place to hide something, granted. But, like, and Horcrux like that have dark magic, you can find out with these. Now, the snake and Harry, that may have been a difficult thing, because living creatures. Um, yeah, he could have def- definitely did something about it. Um, and not to mention, he has his bro- like, like, he's entrusting in- kids, but, like, obviously he had, like, Remus Lupin, Sir- like, once he was free, Sirius Black, mm-hmm. like, all the members of the or- Order, but then he also had, like, his brother, who was not relevant until... The last movie? Mm-hmm. I mean... Who looks like, exactly like him? I know, when they refer to Voldemort inside of the whole thing, it's, it felt like more of like a local thing. Like he was like some kind of urban legend within the school. I feel like but, it was more of a, like, the UK Wizarding yeah, World problem. So. Like if you had you gone to like America and like their administration, they wouldn't have like, may have like known of him. But like it wouldn't have been like serious threat because yeah. like their problem would have been like Grindelwald, who we in like the Fantastic Beast series. So nothing of. Yeah, so it's like that. But I mean, like if he was really that big of a threat, I think it would. Uh, well, I guess during the time you wouldn't obviously have thought that there were different ministries all over the um, world. You just thought that. Oh, there's probably there's probably one per one per continent. Yeah. So if I had to guess. It. Um, so seven in total. Well, six, because I don't know how many people are going to school in Antarctica. <laughs> um, enough, you know. Seven students is enough in a tent. One big castle that's, like, magically warmed up for seven kids. I mean, how I do it, and I'm going to be like... <laughs> that sounds like a main series. Okay, so, fun idea. Just like, okay, so, if you had to... So, take Harry Potter... But you had to combine it with a different like movie series or book series. What Pacific series? Rim. Pacific Rim. Yes. Percy Jackson. Okay. 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 So I, Mason, explain why it's Pacific Rim. Imagine, I, like, so kaiju fights the in the different me- colors inside of the wands inside of the ja- inside of the Pacific Rim robots, and like it made like superpowers like them. Imagine them having like repulsors, and then like. I don't know, this is going to sound weird, but they whip out like a giant wand, and they just go like, it'll be really cool. I think I have an anime to, to recommend to you now. Remember the old 
No, no, it's not that. I need to, I need you to finish that, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I want to watch the original before when I finish watching Brotherhood. Like, you're literally just doing with filler with the first one. It's literally the same thing. That's it. It's, yeah, it's the same thing, just without filler and better storyline in, in Brotherhood. Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll try it out. Okay, so. I like where you're going, so, you. Okay, so I, I know a person who actually is going to be like a very stereotypical answer. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, well, I mean, obviously, we had our little like, debate back and forth between the two series, so combining them is a great idea, in my opinion. So, would there be 12 houses in Hulk, like, with that? Like, how would you combine, like, kind of, like, general idea, I'm, I'm wondering. Okay, so my my thought process, I don't know, I really like the characters from Percy Jackson, I think. So, like, Percy, Annabeth, Grover? Yeah, they would have made a really great addition. I think that, like, having the nymphs, the centaurs, the, um, like, all of them as students would be very, very interesting. And I, I would think we would just stick with four houses, maybe add one or two more, because you're adding so many more people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely think that, like, the whole demigod thing would still come into play. I think that everyone would be demigods, maybe. Um, and I mean, so I, per, like Percy be Gryffindor, Annabeth be Ravenclaw, that type of thing. But then yeah, but and I think what would be so much cooler because with um, Percy Jackson, you have all of the demigods working together. You don't just have the Aphrodite cabin. You don't just have the Poseidon cabin. You don't just mm-hmm. have the Hermes cabin. You have at the end of the day, them all really coming together, working together. Mm-hmm. And I know you kind of get that in Harry Potter, but like for the most, but for the most part, every Sunday, everyone's kind of separate. Everyone's kind of just oh, me and my four little houses. I think it'd be so much cooler if you did do more things together. They don't have school activities there, but at Camp Half Blood, they have the uh, uh, what's it called the capture Cap- flag, and they have these volleyball tournaments and chariot things and. They never have all the students truly work together mm-hmm. and do teamwork and things like that. And I think that's where a lot of, like, we get, like, both Slytherin's pure bloods and we have, like, yeah, so, all this stuff. Yeah, know. like, their activities is basically, like, the antithesis of Dolores Umbridge's teaching, like, learn from a book, not by action, because she doesn't think anything was going to happen. When clearly, she hits fan. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I think that I really... And I think the gods would have a part to play, um, for sure. Um, they instead of like having military magic, you'd have the gods of Olympus, and then but we still have like the really really powerful wizards like Dumbledore and all of the professors and things like that. I don't think it would be. I think it would be like the intensity of Hogwarts plus some of the fun and adventure and everything from Percy Jackson together is what I would picture. Uh, I can just imagine. Um, so Dionysus is still is still in trouble, like he is mm-hmm. in the first Jackson series. So his punishment is he has to live in a cabin next to Hagrid, and they have oh. to like. Because I feel like he would hate Hagrid. I just yeah. think that's hilarious. All right, so great choices. I love this. Now, mine's a little gonna be a little bit out there with my pick. The Maze Runner series. Interesting. Yeah. By the way, they made more books than just three. Yeah, I've read them all. They're really good. Like, I didn't know that. I'm like, huh, because like, you think of a death cure, and like, yeah. I'm like, oh, like, what else could they do besides cure the population? I mean, obviously, I've, I've read the first book, I've seen the three movies, so I'm like, oh, that's a, so. I think there's three more under prequels. I've read, I, I, I think there's two or three. I saw two when I was at Books a Million. Then, yeah, I know there's like the Fever Code and one other, and those are prequels. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, they kind of explain more about like when Thomas and Teresa first came into everything. Ah, uh, I see. All right, so, okay, so there's still like the whole school, like, 
kids are coming to school thing, but it's like more of a, uh, like they're not going, like not, they don't leave at the end of the year. Like some do, but like, so instead of, like instead of like there'd be like a fever thing going on, like there's the castle and like they're still taught like normal basic stuff, but to learn the advanced stuff, they like there's the whole maze thing, which is magically transforming like labyrinth uh, outside, outside the school ground. So like basically, There'd be the like in there in the sections. So like there's like the river section, like the lake section, with uh like from Goblin of Fire. There's the Forbidden Forest section, and like inside each one is another spell for them to learn. But they have to actually go out, use the magic that they've learned, and like kind of like progress their story, because progress their year. And then once they're able to get all their school learning, get all the spells, because they can't share with each other. They have to learn what they find themselves. Uh, they can cast it in front of people, but no one can learn it that way. And then they're able to go out and then, like, uh, choose what they want for, like, the, like, whether they want to, like, continue, uh, like, the magical stuff or, like, try to connect the, like, the muggle, the muggle and the wizarding world together. Hmm. I kind of like that. That's interesting. One thing I do wish, though, just in general, is that they had... They included the muggles more often because, like, my magic. Honestly, no one really knows if it's real because it could just be super well hidden. We really just truly don't know. Wow, the muggles. Um, Unfortunate. But I feel like, to a certain extent, we wouldn't all be so freaking clueless, you know? Mm. I feel like we would figure it out. I feel it, like we're smarter than that. Hey, it's like the same with uh, the Mutant X gene in X Men, like Marvel. Yeah. Like, like. Everyone is possibly born with the is born with the gene. Some are just more prevalent. So some people get magic, get powers. Like, oh look, I can pass through walls. My parents don't like. They have the gene. It's just not active. So it's just like, clearly, like, I feel like it's more of a rare case. Like it's not as a rare case as they made it seem in Harry Potter. Yeah, because I feel like at that point, because you know, like Hermione, she was Muggle born. Mm -hmm. They sent their child off to some random school they had never heard of because an owl dropped off a letter. Mm. Kind of weird. I don't know about you, but if that happened to me and my 11-year-old, I'd be telling everybody. I'd be like, look, look what just happened. Like, how did this happen? Well, like, yeah, exactly. And, like, especially, like, like Hermione definitely told her parents. I mean, like, you can't keep that biggest, like, that type of thing from your parents. Even well, yeah, because like, like, in the second movie, they uh, meet, like, Hermione is with her family in Diagon Alley, buying stuff and doing things. I just don't understand. I feel like, I feel like... I, I, I feel like, the, like uh, though I don't think they would use it, it's the, uh, you know, like, the little promise thing that Snape and Bellatrix, or the mother, could, yeah. like, that kept, kept them from, like, listen, like, if you were to tell your brightness, you're going to die. Like though that is a crucial, like a cruel type of means. I feel like they may have used it, like because like clearly, like you have to have like extreme measures in that case. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess there's also just an oblivious people and all that stuff, and I mean, probably that, ways to get rid of people's like certain memories and not all of yeah, their memories. Uh, two, two. I, okay, so one question involving oblivious, like you just mentioned, and. Actually, and then we'll get to the other thing, maybe. Um, so, in terms of Obliviate, so it's a spell to erase memories. Yes. So, it's specifically to erase memories. Mm -hmm. um, how does it erase pictures? Like, someone from a picture? Because, obviously, Hermione did it, and, like... 
Yeah, so that's a great question. I don't know for sure. Um, I think Obliviate is more to alter. I think you can both alter and yeah, create yeah. because eventually, if you're saying the like that, Hermione goes back to her family. Yes, I believe this says somewhere at the end of the last book. She gets to see her family again. Their memories are restored. They remember. Um, so I think Olivia is more of an altering thing, but because what everyone associates with is with uh, Lockhart, Lockhart, he just used a, a broken wand and like just botched everything since Ron's wand was broken. Yeah, okay, that, that, that was when specifically, but like, obviously he said he used a poor, he didn't say anything about like. Like he said, like he'd come up with a story, but I don't know. If, like obviously, I don't know if that would would have changed the memory entirely. But that works. Yeah. Well, and then you know, like also, how do pictures move and all this stuff? I think really it's just a matter of like, I, I get I don't know. It's complicated because more people know about Hermione than just her parents. There's grandparents. There's yeah. families. There's friends that she only mm-hmm. did on her parents. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it that I guess there's a, unexplainable. There's a there's a scary movie on Netflix. I'm forgetting the name, but like uh, like a I'm gonna say like a forest dark spirit was came took over a woman's body and like was eating children. Oh. Um, but uh, would just have people close to the kid forget. So like the parents would forget like. One's per- somebody's sister had forgotten them, but like the protagonist who didn't have any close relate, like saw these kids, knew about them, didn't have any close personal connection with them, like remembering, like he's like, hey, where's your son? Like I don't like, like to like the first few kids, I'm like, hey, where's your son? I'm like I don't have a son, dude. And then to his like the girl who's, like, he's like, hey, where's your sister? I'm like I don't have a sister. I'm like, he's like, oh shit. Maybe. Cool. So what, they forget him after she eats them or something like that. Or uh no, so. With the girl, like he had called the sisters, like, "Hey, where's your sister?" I'm like, I don't have a sister. He ran, found her, and like the the monster was trying to drag her into like a, a giant hole at the bo- like hole at the bottom of the tree underground, and tried to pull her out, but failed miserably. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I like I said this this probably a lot, but we just won't understand if it's a good fiction. But they ain't that the truth. <laughs> No, what was your next question about? Uh, okay, it wasn't really a question uh, because we had we never really talked of them in the first section of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to go into a brief and like like synopsis and mainly talk of the uh, the Deathly Hollows. Okay. The, the, like mm-hmm. it it was the main thing of the last book, the last two movies, the Deathly Hollows. It was a story for kids, but the the I like the story itself came. Like it was more of like a real life like personification of the story itself of Harry Potter, because the story, the Deathly Hallows, is the story of three brothers who crossed the bridge and then using magic built uh, well, came across a river too large to cross and with their magic made a bridge. Death came to meet them and offered them a deal: you have bested me, so you I will give you whatever you wish. The eldest, wanting to be the most powerful, asked for the most powerful wand that can never be beaten and such the elder wand the death took in a branch off a tree molded it into wand gave it to him he went the second one who who had just lost his wife asked for a way to return her to the living he goes to a pond pick up stone infuse it with power there we have the resurrection stone the youngest being the wisest of the three 
said, I want a way to never be found, never be tracked. Even you can't find me. And so Death tears a piece of his own cloak, giving it to the to the youngest, who the invisibility cloak, which is given to Harry in the very first movie. Which is the cloak of invisibility? Yes. And so the story continues that the first... Ah, there, there was a question I was thinking of. So the first brother goes, gloating about his power. He is killed. Death takes him away. And the rule of the wand is whoever... Well, the original rule of the wand is whoever kills the previous owner, the wand becomes theirs. So the question I have with that is, so though he never killed him, Malfoy got control of the wand because of disarming Dumbledore and so, and Snape was doing it, killed him on his behalf because of the promise. So technically Malfoy, in a way, killed him. Harry never killed Malfoy, but he did disarm him with with his old wand. He wasn't holding the elder wand. Obviously, for the, the messed up logic is Harry now owns the elder wand and he destroys it. But how does that work if Malfoy never held the elder wand? I don't really. Yeah. See, I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm still a student. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's not like there were specifications that they had to hold it. Like, um, uh, Ollivander was explaining in the last movie that the wand chooses the wizard to a certain. I'm gonna guess to a certain extent, the wand chooses the like more powerful, like like whoever like is in charge of it. Essentially, I think it chooses the power because that's what the oldest one wanted. They wanted power. Mm-hmm. Da- uh, Draco took away Dumbledore's power. Mind you, Dr- Dumbledore, super, super powerful, probably could have done any curse without a wand, just being Dumbledore. But he took away his source of power. And then, even though Draco never knew this and never held the wand, Harry took away Draco's source of power. Neither of them had power at that point, so where did the power go? To the next powerful source, a.k.a. Harry. That's at least how I would break it down. That's the the middle one. Um, revive the middle one revives his dead wife. She comes back, obviously not happy with it. Kills herself and he kills himself in return. Yeah. Uh, he he joins the el- the elder brother and death reads him as well. Don't know what happens to the stone at that point. It just ends up in Dumbledore's hand at one point. Actually, no, it ends up in. Because was that not the stone in the ring? Uh, I don't think it's the stone in the ring, but the stone ends up in the... Uh, it does end up in Dumbledore's possession at some point. It's in the um, snitch. Yes. The Dumbledore snitch. So I don't know if that was the ring. Okay, I, think it, I, th- I think it matched it, but then I, get, I could be wrong. Then obviously, death looked for years and years for the youngest, but could never find him until he reached such an old age that he gave the cloak to his son and greeted death like an old friend. Obviously, with that, so the the parallels to the story is obviously so the the oldest in the middle. I don't think ever had kids. The middle man because he did have a wife. The oldest was questionable, but the the youngest did have a kid. And if it still stayed in the line, Harry is a descendant of that person. Yeah, I kind of thought that when it happened. I mean, Daddy did. I believe that connection is made in the seventh movie, um, so the last book as well, 
because the potters have been like he, they've been in drought shots hollow for generations, mm-hmm. and they find the Jeffrey Hollow symbol in the graveyard where the potters are buried in Dr. Hollow. I think I, I you know as like change, years change, people get married, this and the other. Um, last names get changed, mm-hmm. so obviously we will never know for sure. Like um, I'm sure my great great grandfather maybe even had a different last name than I do now. So that might have just been the situation. That you know, people get old, people get married. There's not always sons. Yeah. Okay. He's probably connected to a certain extent. Yeah, that's probably like a step in the old timeline. Harry's with the invisibility cloak is compared to the youngest. Dumbledore's, not Dumbledore, um, Voldemort's compared to the oldest, somebody who's seeking power. And just because they wanted a third there, they said Snape with the resurrection stone, somebody who had lost a loved one. Yeah, that's the connection I would have made because mm-hmm. he held so flo- closely to Lily, like his Patronus was the same. Yeah. Which, like, not even, so, uh, with that, like, though granted, obviously people fall in love with who they fall in love with, but I feel like if there was ever a magical way to determine, like, your your soulmate, learn that spell. Because I, like, I feel like, though generally, like, my my thinking is flawed, I will admit to that right now, but, like, if someone matches the same Patronus as you, like, without you knowing, I, it's like, oh, hey, we, we both have dogs. I, I feel like there's something there that might be good. <laughs> Yeah, there is a goat right here. Yeah. Harry's like, is his dad. Like his dad. So, yeah. I mean, there's also that, like something like that matches. So, I know his dad, obviously, connected. And there he is. I mean, Hermione's was a weasel. He was an otter. Otter? Yeah. No, I thought it was. Whose is a weasel? No one has a weasel. Swear someone has a weasel. I don't think anyone's for sure. I could look it up, but I don't believe anyone's for sure. Don't listen to me. <laughs> no, no. Neville, Neville has a weasel. Neville? Yeah. Yeah, Neville, Neville's my favorite character, honestly. I love Neville. Mm. <laughs> I got it wrong. Uh, or someone had a ferret, one of the two. A ferret? Um, hold on. Yeah, I, did, I can't find anything about anyone having a weasel. Dang. I'll still say somebody had a weasel because most likely there's somebody in the world who has a weasel as a Patronus. Yeah, most likely. I, mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. Mason, you have a weasel Patronus. Apparently, Neville's Patronus does not take on the form of an animal. It is not corporeal. It's a Dementor. Connect with Dementor. So, I think we've been talking long enough about everything. You could have stopped being here. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, we, we definitely talking, have talked way too much on this topic. Um, so a third episode when we read the books may not be necessary, but I think we'll do it anyway because we're that obsessed. Yeah, um, Harry Potter. <laughs> but that being said, uh, let us know what you thought of the Harry Potter movies and like what maybe you've read the books and tell us what we got wrong, what we got right, uh, if our fascination with this is unfounded or just like crazy. Um, but if, if that last part is the case, like, why are you listening to us? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, Harry Potter, great series, and such like that. Very many questions, many answers left unsaid, or answers that we think are true but are not, or possibly are true but we'll never know because writers don't help us at all. Yeah. 
That being said, let us know what you think of Harry Potter and how we did this episode. And we greatly enjoy your fee- feedback if we ever get any. Um, but that being said, Comic Corner is brought to you by Gateway Pro Productions. If you like listening to us, you can follow us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and Amazon Music. You can also follow the YouTube Adventure on Instagram at nerd underscore nation cc. And don't be afraid to listen to our other podcasts, The Joe Show, Code 97, and The Armor Spot. Find more information on those at Gateway Pro Productions. I'm your host, Mark. Yeah, amazing. Yeah,